Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down. It's just me this week. I know I just was talking about how Dan was back with me, and yet... There is no one here with me. Um, he is headed down to the Hobie event on Ufala. So everybody uh, go check out his uh, YouTube. I'm sure he'll be doing some updating that. Check out his Instagram, Facebook stuff. Give him some good words or just give him a little, you know, a little jab. Poke at him a little bit, whatever. Whatever's your style. I'm sure he wouldn't care. Uh, but so I'm kicking it solo tonight. We may have a... Uh, Oh, Shane, come in from Bass Thumbs. He may give us a little co-hosting uh, and congratulate the guys we got tonight. Uh, we are covering the SoCal Kayak Anglers event on El Capitan. Uh, hadn't done a Cali show in a while. I think the last show that I did was the Urban Ki- or the Urban Anglers of LA, I think. Uh, somebody check it out and let me know if that was the last one. If so, I think that was like beginning of last year. So it's been a minute. Um they had a they had a great show or I'm sorry a great showing at the event numbers are great the there was also a Yakabass event bunch of people bunch of good fish so California is fishing really really good right now so I wanted to grab a few of these guys and come on uh, real quick before we uh, go any further uh, make sure you're checking on to your fantasy stuff uh, we had a fantasy show I think last Friday if you didn't get a chance to check it out go back and check it out everything is up to date to my knowledge this far. Uh, make sure you're paying attention to your teams, getting everything ready to go. Um, other than that, uh, I forgot to pull up the events that we have coming up, but I do know that we still have some time to register for the KBF event on Gunnersville at the end of the month. Um, 
I think that one's going to be fire. I spent some time on Gunnersville last week and Gunnersville is setting up really, really well. So I think, I think it's going to happen at like the perfect time based off what we saw Friday. So, Oh, I see someone blowing me kisses. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, what's up, dude? How are Nothing. you? Pretty good, man. How are you in? I like the um, video behind you. This hook sets for days. That's right. That's uh, <laughs> the heavy hitters from last year at the MLF. There you go. Yeah. Did have to make sure I don't look at it because I'll Did sit and watch right it. Now? Yeah, we're recording. Oh, okay. All right, cool. <laughs> where, where are the boys at? <laughs> They're about to come in. I was about to bring them in, and then I saw you giving me oh, the kiss okay. faces, but... But here they come, man. We got the winner and uh, actually the winner, Justin. What's going on, dude? What's up, man? And then we've got what's up, Justin? Uh, hey, fourth place. Going, he was brought in by special request. Uh, <laughs> Justin was like, "Hey, you need to get this guy on." He helped me out a lot. So, uh, but he, you had a killer day too, man. So, what's going on? Yeah, it was a fun time, man. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Heck yeah. Well, uh, Justin, up, you go ahead and start. Let uh, <laughs> tell us uh, who you are and how you got into kayak fishing. Well, I'm Justin Moppin. Uh, I got into kayak fishing based out of well, so I I used to kayak whenever I was younger and stuff. We used to go down the Elk River out in Missouri, um, but then I got into kayak fishing just out of a fluke. Basically, uh, I was in Joplin, Missouri, picked up a kayak. I was recruiting out there, and, uh, just started started fishing out of it and. I didn't really do any tournaments out there. Uh, I know the guy that actually runs all the Moyak Kirk tournaments and stuff out there and everything. Uh, he actually lived like two blocks from me, and he was the one that suggested the kayak that I got. I got the Big Fish 120. Um, then you. I went on deploy- deployment, like, what was that, 2020? So whenever COVID kicked off, I, I was on deployment, and then uh, one of my good friends actually picked me up a Hobie. He found it for use for pretty good deal and picked it up and ever since then since i got back picked up with the socal kayak anglers and been fishing ever since that's pretty good service you know you got got a hobie and you weren't even home to get it that's pretty i know what branch i'm in the navy oh appreciate your service man hey jimmy the first the first thing too justin uh so in order to catch 97 inches do you need a stash like that oh yeah dude you have to you have to have the stash. It's dude. He he already told me that I, we were talking about the pre-fishing wow. blues. How your pre-fishing's great and your fishing's terrible. He's like, yeah, it's because you got to shave the rest of that off. Next, that's <laughs> what. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so you need a stash, and then you need the you need the the strip. The soul right patch. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got nothing, dude. I'm 30 years old, bro, and I can't even push this thing out, dude. Oh, bro, you're messing <laughs> up, man. <laughs> you better go get some Just for Men or something. Oh, God. Seriously, bro. It's <laughs> well, hey, um, Jimmy, I can't stay on for a long time, but I want to congratulate Justin and Shane. You guys had a phenomenal day out there. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and ruin the story or anything because, Jimmy, this story is honestly kind of unbelievable, but it just goes to show that you need to keep casting no matter where you're at in the day, no matter you know <clears throat> where you're at in the standings keep casting and anything can happen at any moment. So um, I'm stoked to listen back on this, but Justin, Shane, congratulations, you guys. I'm bummed that I can't stay on. I, I'm, I'm at dinner with my family right now, but I wanted to hop in and congratulate you guys. So thanks, Shane. Oh, you're good, man. Appreciate it. Well, I appreciate right. you stopping in, dude. Tell the wife I said yeah. thanks. 
Heck yeah. <laughs> Love you guys. And I'm going to listen back, but uh, have a blast, dude. Jimmy's a good guy. Enjoy your dinner, right, man. Bro, thank you. All right. Yeah. See you guys later. Later. See you, man. Well, all right, Shane. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into it. Oh, man. So first experience with a kayak really was uh, with my brother. We had like this tandem Costco kayak. And uh, we would go out and paddle in the harbors and catch spotted bay bass in Huntington Beach Harbor over here. And uh, that's that's kind of was it. We went out maybe three or four times and then I didn't kayak fish at all. But I've always fished my entire life, mainly salt. Um, and then uh, I ended up picking up a uh, lightning kayak um, at a local at a local spot here in Long Beach. And I picked that up and I strictly was fishing salt, all the harbors going out past break wall, even doing some bass fishing like calico bass and rock fishing and stuff like that. Um, but then one of the guys that I fish with regularly, his name's Michael, uh, they call him Cheeto, he's got a YouTube channel too. Um, and he uh, he started going out to a local lake and started catching bass. And uh, he was like, man, you got to come try this freshwater bass game, man. I think you'll like it. And uh, I went one time and I caught like a 11 inch smallmouth bass at one of the at one of the lake called pyramid and uh and i was hooked man I, I think i caught on a texas texas rig trick worm i had no idea what i was doing but i caught it and uh after that i've been so just fascinated with the freshwater game kind of what's been taking all my time and uh so got rid of the lightning kayak and now i have a, a old town sportsman big water pdl yeah uh, with the motor guide and uh, it's been a game changer for sure. So I'm, I'm, I'm liking using that for the tournaments and all that stuff. So and- that's pretty interesting. Um, you don't hear a lot of the uh, start with salt and then get interested in the freshwater. Most of the salt guys I know are like, I mean, freshwater is cool, but salt's better. But <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that some of your guys, I mean, saltwater fishing is difficult and I'm not taking that away from it. But like, you literally it's never not, know what you're going to catch. <laughs> It's not just throw difficult. a live bait and you're gonna you catch can, something. Bro, you can you can throw anything out there and you'll catch a spotty any day. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what may may bring some of the salt guys to the freshwater stuff is it's freaking hard some days. Like yeah. I mean it's the same thing on the surf or in the salt and everything, but I don't know. I feel like bass fishing sucks. freshwater bass fishing sucks way more than it's good. And somehow I just can't get enough of it and I don't understand that. I think that's what it is is what is so like good about it. it just it's like it's so difficult and it drives us crazy but it keeps us coming back for more like i don't know if it's like that pride in us trying to like figure it out but man it's crazy it's always yeah. that challenge bro it's it's all about the challenge like that's all it is for me like if i go out there and i get skunked i'm obviously pissed off throughout the day but uh the next time i go out there and i just catch even if i catch two it's like I feel like I did good, you know, I'm like stoked about it. So I think it's the challenge and the adrenaline that you get out of it. That's a, that's what I think my lure to it is too, is like, I love catching big fish, but I just like catching fish, you know, getting the tug on the other end. Like when we were out last weekend, I mean, I caught a few good ones, but we just got like, I got into a flurry with a swim jig where it's just like everything just wanted to eat it. And None of them were like over 14 inches, but it was just, you're just still excited, especially after it's been like hard. It wasn't hot that day. It was just kind of annoying, but, uh, you know, I had motor problems and was getting towed around 
and it was just like, and then when you finally get a get a bite to you know get going, it's well needed. Well, uh, what do y'all want to tell us about El Capitan? Lay out, give us a lay of the land. You know, what what kind of lay, kind of forage, how it sets up. It's a it's a very murky. It's probably what two? I'd say two to four foot visibility lake. Um, it's it's kind of a, a weird shaped lake. It's it's almost like a channel, but it's a lake. It's it's very strange. Uh, there's a lot of rock. Uh, recently, there's been a lot of moss. Um, kind of sucks. But uh, and then there's some there's some trees every once in a while, but not too many. Um, but mostly rock and just desert environment like California, you know, uh, Southern <laughs> California. It's all, if you look at any video, you can always tell whenever you can see a, a bass fisherman fishing a lake, you can always tell that they're in Southern California or somewhere around California. Uh, they're all laid out pretty much the same on the, on the shores. So yeah. And big boulders. I'm going to pull up this picture real quick. You weren't kidding. It's, uh, definitely a channel. Like it looks, yeah. Yep. So just because this is a Google map reference and it looks kind of narrow, what, what kind of width are we talking about here in that longer channel section? Is it yeah. pretty narrow or is it a couple hundred yards? So up, up across, up top, like it's probably about half that length now because it's shallow yeah. now. Um, wow. But it's, it's about probably, I don't know, probably 300 yards across, I'd say three to 400 yards. It's, it's pretty decent size, but once you get down towards that fatter section, it's, it's pretty big. Sweet. Um, Does it get a, get like really affected by the wind? Yes. I was (laughs) one of the windiest lakes. (laughs) Yeah. Most most of the time, if you, you catch a lake with any kind of a long straight line, it's going to get hammered. It's consistent. They're usually after, after noon from, from my experience and other people's experience, but we were fortunate the tournament day. It was, it was pretty decent. It only picked up towards the very, very end. And I think that's really what helped our day on, you know, but it's very, that was the hard part. That's one thing I didn't like about it. Everything that I fished in history and prior events, uh, rocks and, and submerged stuff is completely out of the water. So it really was tough. Yeah, that's something I don't I don't adapt too well is when I show up to a lake and it's just like bottomed out low. I don't even like I just spin out right out of the gate. I don't even know how to approach it. It's like, well, everything I know is gone. Yeah. You know, in my in like in the image I get in my head, even though it's not true, is there's obviously there's gonna be deeper cover that you've probably never seen before. But in my head when I'm get to the lake, like Dale Hall is a good example. I've been to Dale Hollow in Tennessee when it's so low that like a pin I have is like 40 yards up the bank. And in my head, the rest of everything is just like a slick, muddy nothingness with water in it. It's like, I can't wrap my head around. No, just keep, just graph and then you'll figure it out. But I'm just like, there's nothing here. It's an abyss. Yeah. Well, uh, we kind of talked about it before the show started, but we'll get into it now that we are, are live. Uh, let's get into pre-fishing a little bit. And then since Shane said that there's, you know, killer story to this, what I'll probably do is just let y'all both talk and y'all can lay the story out however you want, but we'll, we'll get into that in a second. So who, I know, uh, one of you pre-fished. I I pre-fished. I, I actually pre-fished two days, uh, not including the couple weeks prior. 
but I pre-fished the Friday before and the uh, Tuesday before. So Friday, it was hot. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, got up to, I don't know, close to almost a hundred degrees out here. Um, and it was just, it was brutal. Um, I caught a few fish, not too many, nothing big. Uh, had an all right day, I guess, just kind of figuring things out. And I was actually hitting the beds a lot. Um, getting them off beds, just throwing a little wacky rig, uh, robo worm actually on a one sixteenth pin, you know, nice. Um, and then the only thing that would get bit was whenever I would dip it in a chartreuse uh, dip, and that was it. And then once I would do that, they would just chow down on it uh, every single time. But um, after that, I went out on Tuesday. Uh, if you want to pull that picture back up, I can kind of tell you a little bit where I was, where yeah. I went. I uh, make sure it's still there. And here we go. So you can kind of see up in that channel going up a little bit uh, where it kind of curves around uh, on the right side. Mm -hmm. I went up a little bit uh, to where it just, it barely banks to the left. Um, I went right up there. There's a, a little porta, porta potty basically up there. And I was fishing right off that and there's two boulders up there. I was throwing a jig over it, uh, just slow dragging it across the, uh, the boulder and let it just free fall. And as soon as it would free fall, they would just smack it. And I probably caught, I don't know. I think I caught eight fish that day, but they're all decent fish. So nice. I kind of, I kind of had a game plan. Um, I didn't, I didn't overfish that spot. Like I, you know, I would on like a fun day or something, mm -hmm. but I was just, you know, just kind of having a, having a good time, uh, finding new areas that I haven't explored, um, and just finding it out, figuring it out. Uh, and then I came back and I just kind of hit those coves again and fished the beds for a little bit. Then I went in and, uh, just for fun. And then tournaments. It's hard to lay off of them when it's good bite though. Yeah, it is. It's really hard. Um, I'm a huge, huge into offshore fishing. My my good buddy, actually, his name's Clint. Uh, can't really say full names, security reasons, but uh, my <laughs> good buddy Clint, he's uh, he's really gotten me into the offshore fishing, finding structure, uh, getting me off the bank, um, and that's just it's becoming more uh i'm becoming more used to it and actually get better at it so i think that's kind of paying off because uh, if you ever watch like professional bass fishermen the ones that just beat the bank all day long they're they're not the ones usually winning it's usually the ones that are offshore hitting the structure hitting the trees that's um, how i know my future is limited in kayak fishing 
I try. Sometimes it is good. I, I try. I had a little luck last year. Uh, Dan, the guy that's usually co-hosting with me, he's a uh, he's really good at it, and uh, we. Uh, it was crazy. He kind of just talked me through it one day and I just happened to find exactly what he was talking about on a map. We were like just talking over text and that was like the first time I'd ever caught fish offshore on a ledge because I had no clue what I was doing. And he was like, yeah, you just look for this, go here and throw this and drag. And I was like, God, it can't be that easy. And then, boom, I was like, Oh, <laughs> and it's just like, it makes you happy, but it's like, have, is it really that hard? And I've just, not been able to put it together myself and then that's just like you're like god you suck jimmy like god you couldn't figure this out yourself jesus <laughs> oh it's nice dude the offshore once you figure it out it's it's night and day like it shane saw that on saturday oh, yeah. like it, once we tell you about the, the the fishing the tournament oh my gosh like <laughs> it was insane dude well um We'll go quickly over Shane's pre-fishing. Shane, how was your pre-fishing? So I didn't pre-fit. Great story. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a short, short-lived story. No, I didn't pre-fish, unfortunately. But uh, uh, I, I initially when I went in, I was like, I hit the history spots because I had a solid top 10 performance last year at this event. Um, but I think it was a week difference. Justin, was it like a week apart? Was it the last Alec Papatow? Yeah. Right around about. Uh, so I was kind of like, oh, cool. I can I can just go hit the same spots and maybe they'll still be there. Or, so I pull up to the uh, pull up to the line with 67 cars in the morning at the lake. We're all lined up. And I look at the lake and every single spot that I normally caught fish on, on was dry. So I was like, yeah, this isn't going to happen. And like you said, Jimmy, kind of throws you off. Like, So tournament day came. I was just like – I'm just going to make a run deep far down into the channel. And I did that mainly too, because Justin was like, Hey man, I was, I was at the back of the channel when my pre-fish was good. So I'm like, right, I'll head that way, you know? So I headed and um, it didn't work out. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So is this a, a single launch lake? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, All wow. of our lakes really are around here. There's not too many multiple launches around. So running up that is channel any. is a freaking run then. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's about it's about five miles, I'd say. Yeah, it took 25, 30 minutes, and I didn't even go back to where even Justin went. I stayed at this rock point. That was the first spot I hit, and that took me about almost a half hour to get to. Justin, are you running a motor? Yeah, I'm running a motor guide XI3. Oh, okay. But I was also pedaling as well, so I was hitting about 5.2 miles per hour across the lake. So Jesus. Blind. <laughs> He was humping it, dude. Man. The XI3 is not known to be fast. It's just known to just keep going. So that's yeah. that's yeah. ripping with an XI3. Yeah. I get about 4.8, 4.0. If the wind's in my back, I can get about 4.9 with my kayak. Yeah. I used like, to be- while pedaling? No. Or just motor? Pedaling. Just motor. Wow. Golly, yeah, nobody's really- told me speeds like that out of it. I mean, like, maybe the New Canoe Pursuit, because it's a bullet. Like, it flies with a motor on it. But yeah. That's awesome. That's what the PA fourteen, bro. That's that's great. I mean, there's that's hundred and fifty something pounds with no ass yeah. in it. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. Well, uh, I don't want to wait anymore. I kind of want to get into it. So <laughs> we've got all the time you need. 
you I, I know i told you we record around an hour we can go over y'all can lay it out however you want to and be as descriptive as you want to so i will let y'all this if for anybody that's listening to this i'm probably going to be quiet for a while because i really want to hear about this so i'm not going to try to interrupt too much but take it away oh, i gotta start the morning off uh, <laughs> all right so i was rolling out to my usual spot uh Got all the way out there. Um, I threw I threw the same jig I was throwing the day that I was pre-fishing on Tuesday. Drug it over the rock. Had one smack it hard. Uh, really hard, actually. Probably, I don't know. I I can't tell you exactly how big the fish was, but I could I could tell his pulling. Um, and shook the it did a head shake and shook the jig. That's how my morning started. And then yeah. start with the heartbreak right out of the gate. Texas rig. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, I had five of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So my first, my first five fish I lost. Um, Jeez. So, and that was all the way from 7.30 in the morning till noon. Uh, about 11.30, noon, 12 o'clock. Uh, I lost five fish. Uh, watched Mark. Mark Chrisman, uh, hook up into one, not even a hundred yards from me. So they're doing the same stuff. I even lost one on a vision one ten. Um, three treble hooks, fish came off. <laughs> so not meant to how. be. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just frustrated. Um, so it's about I don't know, eleven o'clock. I decide to eat lunch. So I'm just hanging out, start eating my lunch, and I look in my lunch pill and I find a bag of nuts uh, inside my lunch pill that my wife packed the night before. Love her to death. Um, but inside this bag was banana chips. Um, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with banana chip or bananas, but they are they are bad luck. <laughs> I will not even lie to you. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that like anybody that's in bass fishing at all, that's probably like the first thing you learn. And it doesn't matter if it's like banana banana scented lip bomb you throw that shit out like it doesn't matter (laughs) yeah dude i was so i found the bananas and i'm you know i'm like "Eh, it can't be that bad you know they can't be the reason in my head and so i eat my lunch and then start heading back and i run run into ryan and we're sitting on this rock pile out in the middle of the in the middle of the channel and i hook up into one and he takes off and I think I was throwing my, I think I was throwing my 704 Dobbins and had it bent like, and I went to hook to set him and he even watched the whole thing and just snapped the line. And I'm like, dude, <sighs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. The and I'm stars are not in a line. <laughs> 17 pound floral on a 30 pound braid on that rod. Like there's, it's hard to break that line. Um, and he's sitting there, he's like, dude, I saw that. I'm like, dude, I'm going to feed the ducks. <laughs> so, I just, <laughs> so I dumped all those, all those nuts out, love my wife to death, but dump them out. And not even 10 minutes later, I caught my first fish, a little 14 point, 14 and a quarter bass on a, on a vision 110. Um, and then it, I was like, all right. Oh, this is getting better. And this is at noon, mind you. 
tournament ends at three. So I'm I'm already kind of like, all right, I just need to figure out something. Um, so I I went back towards the front of the lake where I knew there was beds and ran into Shane. Actually came around the corner and there he was, uh, sitting there catching fish. <laughs> uh, but you know, I I went over into the pocket and started flipping on beds and then just I start hearing Shane, Justin, Justin. And then I'll kind of I'll let Shane take it over from here and kind of tell you tell you how that all went down. And real but, real quick, I have to know though, did we did we have a little like uh after tournament talk with the wife? Like, look, I love oh, you, yeah. but don't you ever put this in my bag again. <laughs> oh yeah. If you check out my Instagram, my Facebook, it's all it's posted on there. <laughs> <laughs> That's I was awesome. like, I love you to death, but don't ever put bananas inside my bag again. Like, <laughs> was... That's good. Um, but yeah, um, when you when you ran into me, I was uh, at this spot. I was fishing a the bed fishing spot because earlier the first fish I caught was on a bed, and uh, it was driving me crazy because I could see all the fish up shallow, like. I mean, one to three feet of water and crystal clear. I could see them. Um, and what was, what was crazy was I couldn't, I couldn't catch them if I was in 10 feet of water casting into them, even away from them. But once I posted my kayak on shore, my rear, my, my stern was, my stern was on the, the shore. I cast it in and I was able to catch a bed fit. So I go back to that spot in the afternoon and they didn't want anything to so that's when I saw Justin. He was like, I'm going to go in that cove. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to meet you over there because I'm, I'm gonna, that's where I was going to actually head next. And I know that cove. I, I know people have caught fish there. I've caught fish there. And um, so anyways, I start heading over that way. And initially when I, I'm a, I'm a shallow water bank kind of fisherman too. So I, uh, I'm beating the bank and, you know, hitting around the points and all that stuff, fishing shallow, throwing a jerk bait, throwing a soft jerk bait. And uh, I forgot what happened. I don't know if I was retying. I think I was retying and I, I drifted into the middle of the cove in like 20 feet of water. And my sonar lit up like spaghettis. It was just crazy. And I knew right away, I, I didn't know what kind of fish, but I knew that it was just loaded with fish. So I think, uh, I don't know if it was a, yeah, I dropped a Kitech with a Matt Stefan one eighth ounce guppy head on there. And the Kitek was that um, sun gill color. Mm. And uh, so I threw that down and I got hammered. So I think I caught that one. I think it was like a 16.75 or a 15.75. So after that, Justin was actually, he was on the bank retrieving a lure that he threw. <laughs> hey man, it was a vision. It was a vision one ten. It, it was, was a thirty dollar lure. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get those twenty five dollars yeah. lure. So he goes and he retrieves it, and I'm like, that's awesome. So as he's retrieving it on shore, he's walking up the hill picking it up. I hook up another one, and I'm like, Justin, you need to come over here, dude. So I'm fishing more. Right after I measure that fish. I dropped my, I was like, okay, I'm going to leave my board out. I'm going to leave my net out. I think this is going to happen. And I dropped my bait down again. And first cast, I got hit again. And Justin was still kind of far away from me. He was kind of towards the end of the bank. And I was like, 
dude, you got to get over here right now, dude. They're, they're, they're everywhere. My, my fish finder is loaded. Just come over here. So he comes over there and I think it, he didn't catch right away. It took a little while. Um, and then he hooked up one. And I think as, as he hooked up one, I was hooked up on another one. Yeah. And it was like double up. And then, um, Oh, we were screaming. We were, we were screaming. And then this bass, <laughs> boat, this bass boat pulls up. It's a father and his two sons. And they're kind of like on the outside of the cove. And I look at Justin. I'm like, we're not letting anybody in this cove, dude. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, we're going to make sure nobody's coming in. So we kind of were just, uh, we were, you know, and it was fun, you know. And, uh, but we, uh, we tore it up. Justin started catching them like crazy. And the crazy thing is every fish he was catching was like 18 inches. Nothing was like. Nothing was like throwback or 13 inches or 14 inches. Everything was just big fish. So did, I, did you just keep throwing the Kitek down on them or were you trying to like yeah. change up a bait to catch maybe a no. bigger box or you just kept no. with the Kitek? I, I, you know what? And after I realized it, I kind of regret that. And Justin's actually said it while we were fishing. He's like, I should throw an A-rig. And I'm like, I know. And after <laughs> my buddy watched the video and he was like, dude why didn't you throw the a-rig you probably could have doubled up and i was like i know man so lesson learned for sure you know but uh i think it was the fourth or fifth fish i caught in that spot i pulled it out and it had all kinds of shad in its mouth one had a micro shad and the other one had like a decent size like three inch shad in it and even on the outside of that cove there were fish busting and at one point i moved out of that deeper spot and I tried chasing those those busting fish. I threw my my fluke at them, and they wanted nothing. Threw my Kitek real quick, and on the top of it, wanted nothing. But once we went back down, it was uh, it was crazy, man. It was crazy. Yeah. Justin, you could talk a little bit about what you're. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, that was awesome. So so I cast it off the Vision One Ten. Uh, <laughs> Great place to start a story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm casting out a jerk bait. This guy, he's he's back there. Shane's back there behind me, and he's like, Justin, Justin. And I'm watching him catch fish, and I'm like, all right, yeah, cool, man, yeah. Um, I'm over there throwing the jerk bait because I know it's working, and it's a plus two, so I'm getting deep, you know, um, trying to get something big out of it. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And I go over there next to him, and I'm like, what are you throwing? He was like, oh, I'm just throwing a Kitek. Like, all right. So I have one-eighth ounce uh, just – Base ball weight heads like nothing, nothing crazy, and I'm throwing a Kitek uh, Fat Impact 3.3. Uh, I put it on there, and well, at first I put on a uh, a chartreuse, a little little tiny chartreuse one, and I'm like, all right, I'll try this, uh, and didn't catch anything out of it, and so I was like, all right, I'm gonna switch it up to something a little bigger. Um, so I, I was throwing the 3.3. I think Shane was th throwing like a 2.8 or uh, 2.8 something. Yeah, a little it's smaller. Like the only two sizes I throw anymore. I so I wanted to throw the 3.8 because they were biting like that, but um, I didn't do it because one we were time limited. Because this is at like you're talking 2 p.m. is whenever I started actually getting on them with him. Um, it lines out three o'clock. Yeah, three o'clock. Um, so I catch what probably three or four before two thirty, Um, and then I start figuring out a pattern. Uh, so I cast it out two thirty hit and I just bounced it. Like just bounced my rod tip, uh, 
twice actually as soon as i bounced it that second time i could feel the little twitch uh i actually just got this rod probably i don't know three weeks ago it's a sam sabi uh the seven seven twenty three uh spinning rod and i'm trying it out and i every single every single time I'm, i can feel it every time uh and then they'd start taking off i'd set the hook and i think we probably missed i don't know i'd say like 20 30 fish between the two of us oh, i yeah. probably missed Jesus. i was landing them every four minutes at least i was mm. landing a fish and from 7 30 to or from 2 30 till 3 i landed every single fish that won the tournament like 258 was whenever I stopped catching fish. And yeah, like he was we were like, all right, this is enough. Like it'd been hard to come in though if that bite's still going. Mm-hmm. Oh, it like, was. But we we didn't have cell phone service out there. We had to submit our fish by 415. Yeah. So we were like, we had to load up, get our cars, and drive what, probably seven miles, I'd say, down this windy mountain road. Mm-hmm. to get to 7-Eleven just to submit our fish. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to submit. What what time did you get your fish submitted? Uh, I think I got there around like 345, 350. Okay, so not not like so, cutting it close. No, not even. I'd, I'd be in like panic mode. <laughs> oh, we were. <laughs> we were. Like that, we were. As we talked about, like, my bad juju, my truck would have, like, blown up or something on the way there. It would have been like, nope, not today, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. I'd be oh, so upset. Well, that, that is awesome. But it, So it did, like, they were already on it when you drifted over them, Shane. But they were. They were just smacking on a bait ball then, it sounds like. just Yeah, 100%. And there were Were, were they holding in the same spot, though, basically? Or were they kind of yeah. moving? They were pushing them up into that cove. So I have pan optics on mine. So I was able to actually like watch them. And I was like, Shane, cast there, cast there, cast there. Um, Gosh, and, cheating. <laughs> oh, I know. It's so great though. Um, Video but, gaming, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so good, but it's legal. So <laughs> no, it is. But, uh, I mean, that's it, the same arguments everybody has now for live scoping is the arguments everybody had when the A rig came out. Yeah, they're like, oh, a rig is cheating. You can catch five fish at once. That's because yeah. it works. You're nah. just mad. I want to see you catch five fish on that thing. <laughs> I've caught, I've caught three spotted bass at once, and you don't want it. Like, <laughs> like you, you're throwing. I throw a Dobbins uh, seven ninety five for my a rig, so oh, it's yeah. like, it's a shovel handle. Oh, and yep. <laughs> I, and I mean, these aren't even big spots. These are like two two and a half pounders. Like hook one, rod gets a little bent. You're bringing them in, boom, you feel it get heavier. And you're like, yeah. And then the third one, you're like, okay, this rod's about to snap. And you're you're like, like you said, situation, there's a graph with a bunch of like spaghetti on it. And you're just, I'm just praying. Like as cool as it used to sound to catch five on one, I don't think that rod would do it. Like throwing a big old A rig. So you've got to 735. Wow, really? You have got three on one time? Yes. Oh man, on an A rig, three three on an A rig on a and you know spotted bass, which pound for pound fight. I mean, I, some days I'd rather catch them than smallies because they fight so hard. What's the hey, hook? Hold on, what's guys. the what? What did I, what did I tell you about bananas on the boat? 
<laughs> there you go, guys. <laughs> so bad luck. Throw her in the podcast. I love it. But what was your question, Shane? What What is the book Sorry. regulation? Get rig over there. Well, since it was developed here, it's five. Oh, it's five. Oh. Yep. So. Uh, I'm, I'm just now starting to dabble into the ones with uh, I don't remember I guess they call them actual umbrella rigs where you've got up to like 10 streamers with and you have five hooks I've been watching some of the guys out there throw those in Texas that's what's been hammering them on OHIV you know it's like after you put your Kytex on there and stuff you're talking like an $80 A rig but uh <laughs> It's a lot like I'm not the greatest cast already lobbing a rigs and that just makes it worse. But uh, I figured out one day it's uh, I actually like most of the time when I'm throwing an a rig, I'm throwing them for stripe, no big stripe bass. Mm -hmm. And the day that I had that triple hookup, I was stripe fishing and we got into spots. Go figure again, not going (laughs) catching the fish I'm targeting, but uh, it was still cool. Yeah. I remember the first time I caught an A-Rig, before I get off the A-Rig subject, I was like 17. It had just came out. I bought one. All I had was a medium action rod. I tied it on the medium action rod. And you want to talk about like trying to cast with a spaghetti noodle. And then uh, I'm, I've said, said it out loud. I was like, I wonder what it's like to get bit on this. And I got hooked up. And you want to talk about a rod that just like the tip came all the way down to the handle like an ice fishing rod. And you're just like, oh, oh God, it was great. <laughs> Well, that's crazy, that's though. So, um, go into, because Shane, you, you got on some good fish, too. I've got them right here. I want to pull them up. Yeah. Oh, my mouse went to sleep. Um, wake up, mouse. There we go. I'm going to get over here. Oh, come on, Turny X. Don't fail me now. Turny X be glitching, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, right in the middle of the podcast. I looked at all y'all's photos before. I'm clicking them right now, and it says photo not currently available. Oh, man. That's crap. Oh, no. Here, I can send oh, you well, one. Well, here, it's uh, it's letting me see here. So it's, uh, I'm going to share it up. My biggest was a 5 or a 19 and a half. Here we go. There you go. Oh. oh. That's that big one. So tell That's me the story on the on the big one. So that one was caught at two fifty four. I couldn't turn it like it it wouldn't turn on me. Um, Shane's got video of it, man, and mm-hmm. I just I I could not turn that bass. Like it just kept wanting to go down and down and down and down. That's um, how you know you got you a good mm-hmm. or oh, yeah, a catfish. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I that's what I initially thought it was. I told Shane that I was like, I, I might have a catfish. I don't know. I was like, this thing will not turn around. It's it's big. Um and it it was on the two pop, you know, on the Kitech two pops and smacked it and took off. And I learned that you gotta let them run with it for a second because they're I, I think it has to do with them feeding on so many shad down there. Cause it's, it's shad spawn out here. So yeah, um, they're, they're loaded. Um, but I think, I think them feeding on all those shad, they weren't really getting our hooks in the mouth and that's why they lost so many of them. And so I, I started just letting them take it for a while, like 
I would count to three, like I would a yellowtail out here. I'd just count to three and just let him take it, and then I'd just set the hook. And mm-hmm. um, once I started pulling it, I think it took probably I don't know three four minutes to actually land that guy. Yeah, um, I'm watching. Yeah, this. I'd already broke it off. You got time. You got time. You're good. Take your time. Land them. Land them. Oh, so. Fun. <laughs> oh man, it was fun. What do you? Uh, that, did you weigh it? Did you have a scale or? Yeah, that was a uh, six pounds seven ounces. What I got. Uh, Beast. That's. It's. Pretty but it's so common. Yeah. Out here, out here, a, a six and a half pound bass is like it. It's like going back there and you know catching a three pound bass like it's it's so common well thank you for like nicely insulting the rest of the country <laughs> other than texas and florida i appreciate oh, bro. it okay so so i'm from kansas so going to kansas <laughs> and catching a three pound bass two three pound basses it's it's not all the time you're not going to catch it every day but i mean there's there's a good chance you'll catch one um that's kind of what i meant by that not, no insult. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, I feel you, man. But, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. It's funny uh, you talk about y'all hollering and him like talking you through getting it in and everything like that. I was gonna post a little intro video shouting out one of my buddies from our trip to Gunnersville Friday. He uh, he got a fluke bite going in one of their little honey holes, and he hooked it like he he's spinning real fishes a lot, and. Uh, he just caught one, let it go, skipped right back in there, and he's like, oh, it's a good one. And all I can hear across this little pocket we're in is his drag, just, and I was like, yeah, it's a good one. So I was going to post the video up because I had my GoPro going, and I turned towards him, so I got the whole thing on camera. But when I played the video back before I started the podcast, there's way too much profanity in it for, for right now. It needs some editing because he hadn't caught a decent fish in a minute. So there was just a lot of, there was a bunch of fun yelling and there was a bunch of, like, I guess I didn't notice it in the moment, but so uh, I'll post that next week with a little bit of editing to give my buddy a shout out. But he called it was a 21 and a quarter or half, like five and a half pounder that was uh, up on bed. We didn't know that until, I mean, he was like skipping like way up into the brush because uh, the, the water is low, but we had an area that the water was up in the trees. It was kind of weird. Everywhere else was like two foot low and this one area was up in the trees. Hmm. But, uh, but yeah. So let's see the things we can take away from this. Like Shane was saying, uh, other Shane, you know, like grinding it out and sticking to the end because it's real easy, you know, Garrett Gerald Swindle always talks about positive mental attitude and you know, you can, you, you can definitely lose the tournament that way. You know, um, what were you, when you caught up with him before y'all got on your flurry, were you already kind of like counting yourself out of it because of all the mistakes at the day? Well, I don't know what I'm saying. You made the mistakes, but just the mishaps were you, were you kind of already like just bummed out and just like, whatever. Yeah, I, I was 100% like that. That's why I was going towards the beds because I wasn't going to win it off beds. I knew like the biggest fish I caught off a bed at that lake was 16 inches. So mm. um, I already knew that I wasn't going to win it off a bed. So, um, and I went into this tournament with the goal of, you know, getting over 90 inches. Like that was my goal. Like I wanted to get over 90 because I've never done it. 
gotten over 80 plenty of times, but getting over 90 was just it 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 felt great. Like never done that. Um, I've never. I mean, you were you were closing in on the century mark too. Oh yeah, that's ninety six and a quarter. Goal. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the next. That's that's going to be Hodges. That's that's my goal for Hodges is that's over hundred. For sure. Yeah. So Shane, we didn't catch like the beginning of your day. How before you got you you had your very fortunate drift out into the middle of a freaking hot spot. How was your day going before that? Not good, man. It was terrible. It was uh, like earlier. Like, uh, my my gun was completely shot because it was so low, and I knew it was low because people tell me it was low. But when you actually see it, how low it is, it really screwed with my head. So. I was like, I'm just going to make a run. I made about a 30 minute run and there was this little rocky point and uh, got there right. There's another guy on the other side of the point and we're both talking and we were just, the place was loaded with fish. And uh, so I, I uh, started throwing a little bit of top water um, early in the morning. And then, you know, I'm a big finesse spinning rod guy. So Cal staple over here for me anyways. Um, so the moment, the moment a reaction by like, if I don't see anything, I'm not spending 10 minutes with it. I'm, I'm talking, spending like three casts with it. And I got a spinning wheel in my hand. Already. I'm not going to lie about it, but I picked up the drop shot. Cause I knew there were fish around there. Um, started dropping. I would get in these little nibbles, nothing happened. So I was like, I'm not going to waste my time. So, uh, I ended up crossing the lake. And um, I was fishing this spot. One of this other guy from the club, he's like, hey, are you fishing the inside of that cove? And I said, no, uh, go ahead. He goes in there. He tosses a worm in and catches a fish right in front of me. And I was like, oh, this is really, really not happening for me. Like, this sucks. So um, I think that was probably like 9.30-ish. Yeah, 9.30, 9.45. So then I was like, all right, man, I'm going to. I'm gonna go to my history spots, even though they're 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 not like in water. Um, no, the <laughs> cast on the bank and make it work. That's <laughs> what Justin was trying to do. So yeah, I, yeah, it was the worst possible thing I could have done because, as I expected, uh, it didn't look good. Uh, another thing too, there was just so much uh, kayak and even boats around the area, so. Um, I didn't want to like fish around too many people. So, uh, I ended up, I ended up going closer to the launch and there was this point and it was just a sandy point and, uh, I saw fish busting like crazy. So I throw my, throw my fluke, kind of same deal, nothing, 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 nothing. And I threw a, I ended up tying on a, uh, I ended up tying on a jackal re-range, uh, 110 and uh, I started tossing that and same thing nothing so i was like all right so i go back to my spinning reel and i'm like this is this day sucks i i ran into a couple of my buddies on the kayak says hey you have anything no so i'm like okay so i didn't feel too bad because i'm like kind of seems like the same song and dance for a lot of people but um so i found this area where there were beds and i was like i was telling you guys earlier i had to get that one on shore i caught that one at 10 10 in the morning and of course, like Justin said, I mean, he said he was his bedfish were like 16. My bedfish was 12.75. So <laughs> nothing to brag about. So I was like, okay, this isn't out for me. Um, so I ended up 
making another 30 minute run back to that rocky point that I hit first in the morning that I saw the fish. And uh, that was probably the biggest waste of time that I could have done. <laughs> I ended up going there and there was all kinds of people already. So I literally just flipped around and I went back to the ramp. So I literally wasted probably 45 minutes to one hour just traveling. So I just ate my sandwich. I was like, all right, I'm just going to chill. So I went back to that cove and that's when, um, I'm sorry. No, let me re let me rewind. As I was eating my sandwich, I'm heading back and I stumble upon another point. And it was uh, from previous tournament. I remember catching fish on a shaky head and it was on a sandy kind of point, like I was saying, but it, there was just random scattered rocks, you know, it wasn't like big rocks or anything, but it was just scattered. So I did really well with a shaky head there, which was kind of weird because like sandy bottom, you wouldn't think it'd be the best, but I did good. So I ended up tossing, uh, I ended up tossing a Nico rig cause I didn't want to waste time tying on a shaky head. So I tossed my Nico rig and I caught a couple bites. Um, and, they weren't sticking. So I'm like, okay, this sucks. So I put on a drop shot, but I put on a uh, nose hook drop shot because during the day I was using a, um, a robo worm hook, the uh, rebar hook. And uh, so I ended up putting an exposed hook on and I ended up landing a 15.75. And I think that was at 1145. Um, then right after that, like, cool, I found a spot. I'm going to sit here the rest of the day. So right after I caught that 15.75, I casted out my Kitek. That was my first time throwing the Kitek. Casted out the Kitek, but a little bit deeper off at the point, and maybe 15 feet of water. And uh, I got slammed. And I was fighting the fish. He jumped one time. He was still on. I was excited. I grabbed my net, put my net in the water, and bringing him in. He decides to do one more jump, and he spit the hook. And I was just devastated man and that was right at like 11 50 12 o'clock um and i said every every word in the <laughs> every cuss word you could possibly i was so pissed off i and i it was on a rod that i just built really wanted to catch fish on it and i lost that fish on that rod so i was just so upset and i was over it so I was like, I'm going to head back to the ramp. I'm just going to go fish the coves. And I'm if I get lucky, great. And I, honestly, mentality-wise, I was like, I'm going to head in early. Like, this is whack. <laughs> Dead serious. Um, so then I was like, okay, whatever. I saw Justin. And Justin was like, oh, I'm going to hit that cove. And that's when all that happened. And my day turned around within about an hour of a, a, a lucky drift. And uh, I'm grateful. I didn't have any life scope. I had my Lawrence Elite TI. And I just saw the spaghetti. And it, it ended up working out. So... I'm grateful for sure. It just think makes me think like, how many times I've missed that by like 10 yards, you know? <laughs> yeah. Makes like, me Shane and I have uh, officially become tournament partners, I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, bro, he, you know, uh, I, I took him out at uh, Otai and I showed him some of the spots that I would fish and stuff. And then we just kind of hung out for most of the day at Otai, the tournament before it was the opener. Um, I ended up taking 15th out of that one. But, I mean, I didn't really care because it wasn't a huge buy-in and it wasn't anything serious. Um, but Shane ended up taking fourth out of that too. Um, but, you know, he I think we're just the that, that lucky – little connection you know like, like each other's rabbit's foot man that's not even yeah, fair exactly <laughs> exactly 
And I think I think for here on out, I think it's going to be a a Shane and Justin tournament, you know. But y'all got to have but. some mishaps. It sounds like he's he's having some mishaps and down and out. You lost five and throwing baits on the bank and stuff. I th- I feel like y'all y'all got to start off kind of rough. <laughs> I think it's the so there were. Man. Uh, it could be. <laughs> I would be lying if you know. I wasn't sitting over here thinking like, "What if I shave this off? That's going to do it." Because I believe in all the the juju's, man. Like maybe maybe they don't want the beard. Maybe they just want the Sam Elliott stash. I could uh, I could, I could get down with a big stash. Yeah. Again though, I'd, I mean, I'd be divorced before I'm, you know it. So, I mean, Shane Lemon kind of proved it. You know, whenever his wife beat him out there in Tennessee. You know. I was there. Um, it was great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, you want to talk? So we we all were messing with. It. I don't even know if he knows the truth to this. So I'll put the truth out there right now. So there was actually no bet, but we all agreed before he flew in that we had a bet going that his wife was going to kick his ass, and just to get in his head. So day one, he goes out there, he catches like one. It's like a fifteen and a half, um, and the fishing was on fire, just not where he was at. Uh, on the other, like north end of the lake, it was just kicking, but they put in where we stayed. Day two comes around, everybody decides to, like all the paddle and fin hosts, we decided to all go to the same ramp that a buddy gave me. Said, you know, usually it holds good fish, but day two, the fishing was just terrible across the board. Uh, like the day one leader, my buddy Garrett, zeroed day two. Like it just went from like one, one spectrum to the other. And, uh, I had just passed them. I was fishing this bluff wall. I just passed them, and apparently right after I passed him, she smacked into one. And uh, <laughs> listening to him tell a story, it was great, because he was like, when she come in, we all zeroed. And she's like, I caught one. It was 16 and a half. <laughs> and you just saw us all like, <gasps> and Shane oh, just no. looked at me, he's like, shut up, Jimmy. And I was like, <laughs> how big was yours yesterday, Shane? He was like, I'm not on one talk about it. <laughs> I was like, that's me. She just beat you on the leaderboard. <laughs> like, that's oh, great. yes. And uh, she was excited. We were all hyping her up. And then uh, he was just like so mad. And he was like, yeah. But she was reeling it in. I was like, oh, no. I should go cut her line. Oh, no. And then he <laughs> said she held it up. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> just lost. Oh, man. oh, that was great. Yeah. His, that memory his was forever. She is. Oh, funny, she's man. great. She, it's my wife follows her on Instagram. She makes all those TikToks and stuff. Uh, so it's funny because whenever he was out there, actually, she was making a TikTok and she was fishing. And uh, he was, she was like, Look, one of my people that I follow is kayak fishing. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. And then I look at the last name and I'm like, Lemon, like, wait, I know Lamon. him <laughs> or Lamon. Sorry. Sorry, my bad, man. I, I say names wrong all the time. Um, I still think he missed his calling by using a lemon as his podcast picture. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, she was like, "Do you?" She was like, "You know her husband?" And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "I, I fish with him pretty regularly." And she was like, "Oh, that's so cool." And so, it you know, it was it was kind of crazy to see that connection between the two. That my wife's been yeah. following her for a few months. I had never heard about her and it got brought up one night and he was talking about like, yeah, she's a social media influencer. He's like kind of by accident really. 
And like, we're all intrigued because we all do social media. We do podcasting. Marketing is a thing. And like, she's very successful at it. So we're all yeah. like listening to Shane talk about it. Like, ooh, taking notes. <laughs> I was talking to her the next day. She's like, that's so embarrassing. Uh, embarrassing. I was like, it's not embarrassing. Like, we need a class. Like, you need to tell us <laughs> what we're doing wrong or we need to hire you. Because some of it is probably because we're old men. Yeah. You know, I feel like we can only get so far. 100%. But, <coughs> but like it was it was cool to uh just talking about that it was cool to have them out there they they hadn't got to experience or at least i know she hasn't the southeast them talking about how open everything was she was freaking out when she saw cows running across a pasture and they were like she's like they're just like so much room she's like out here they're yep. just like all together and i was like yeah no they that's a probably four thousand acre farm <laughs> well, yeah it's funny the cows she uh, my dad used to have a, a couple acres and he let one of his buddies rent it out for having his cattle on his, on his land. And she got spoiled with it because she got to feed the cows. They came up, they licked her and all that stuff. So every time we saw cows after that, she was like, I want to go pet the cows. I'm like, you can't just walk up and pet cows. <laughs> it's kind of how we do it down here though. We just kind of, yeah. they're curious, you know, if it's got horns, Maybe I'm a little slower to it, but not. That's yeah. not true either. Then it becomes a game. Yeah. Well, man, that's a freaking cool tournament story. You know, you you won the tournament in the last hour, basically. Shane, one question. Yeah. Do you regret telling him that the spaghetti was under you? Not a bit. Not even. Not a, a bit. No, nah, no, nah, I don't. I we had a blast. I would. I don't. I don't change it for the world, man. I rewatched that footage today like five times, and I was like. Dude, I want to go back and do that again. That was so much fun. Like I, I for me anyways, like I am competitive and I love tournament fishing, but honestly, I'm not a huge fan of fishing by myself. I like fishing with people. I like conversing. Um, and that's just kind of how I like doing things. And luckily, uh, Justin's the same way too. So that's kind of like why we work well together. And it's not any of that. Like he's happy for me. I'm happy for him. Totally. Yeah, that's yeah. sick. Well, I hope y'all get on it again. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay attention just to see if I start seeing y'all like like one, two, you know, two, three up in the top together and be like they're just raining terror and freaking Cali. Mm-hmm. Y'all just gotta keep coming. beating Shane because Shane competes in most of these, doesn't he? Uh, I don't think he does SoCal kayak angler now. I think he's strictly uh, ABA stuff. Ah, gotcha. I didn't know if he he dabbled in a little bit of all of it, but lo- love love my guy. But I, I like to see him get his butt kicked too. Yeah, I, I, ki- I kicked his butt last year, so it's okay. It's nice. Cool. I'm gonna Actually, laugh like crazy if he figures out how to grow a mustache. Oh, oh dude, that'd be great. When when he was talking about it, I was like, I don't know if I could picture Shane with a mustache. It'd be strange. <laughs> but well, uh. We have reached the point of the show where we like to give everybody a chance that we have on to uh, shout out any sponsors or family wives, anybody that makes your fishing easier, maybe, you know, helped you out this tournament specifically. Uh, Shane, we'll let you go first, brother. Yeah, uh, definitely. First and foremost, my wife, Carla, uh, I wouldn't be able to do any of any of it without her. So I'm super grateful for that. Uh, my couple sponsors, Bitbaits, uh, check them out on Instagram, custom hand tied jigs, apparel, uh, all that fun stuff. Uh, Wu Tungsten, um, Shredfin clothing. And um, definitely I got a shout out to uh, Kayak Ditch Day. It's a group of guys that uh, 
have always really helped me through the bass fishing game and all that stuff. And then definitely a shout out to Southern California kayak anglers for putting on such a great tournament and such a great, uh, events. And I'm super grateful to be a part of it. Heck yeah. Yeah. About you, Justin. Yeah. I want to, you know, thank my wife. Uh, she's, I don't know if that's true. Yeah. She packed the lunch. So it's a, it's all good, man. You know, um, <laughs> You know, she tried. She she did her best. Uh, hey, she learned. She she learned her lesson, uh, even though she knew about it before. But you know, it, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> she did it on purpose. Uh, <laughs> you didn't take the trash out this morning. I'm putting it, bananas it, in there. In her defense, they were banana chips. <laughs> I give it to her. That, yeah, she had no idea that they were in there. She said, "I, I don't know. I, I kind of want her." And you know, um, <laughs> but you know, uh, thanks, Shane. You know telling me about the uh the spaghetti under his kayak uh definitely a pleasure having him on here with me uh i i could have asked for anything better you know um my buddy clint he's been teaching me a lot um he would be killer this year uh if he wasn't in school right now um and then you know my brother-in-law uh travis kendrick he's uh he's out in kansas still still rocking the the beard and the bullet or whatever he's doing out there. I don't know what he's doing now. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so he's, he taught me a lot growing up. Um, mainly worms and stuff. Cause that's really all I knew when I was growing up. I didn't really know anything else. I didn't know how to cast a bait caster until he taught me how to cast one about 10 years ago. Not even, um, but yeah, I don't really have too many sponsors. Uh, I'm still, still trying to figure things out as it is, you know? Uh, but you know, I, I've got the support of Dobbins, obviously they give me that 30% off for military. So that's great. Um, great I, rods. I'll always fish, I'll always fish those rods from now on. But, uh, but yeah. Um, just, what's your, um, uh, what, what's your, your favorite, like, do you have a, you run an all one series right now, or do you going to have a different array of the series? So my, Right now I'm running the Caden uh, spinning rods, uh, and then I have the Fury bait casters. Uh, my favorite's probably my 735 um, Fury that I have. The the spinning rods obviously starting to kind of grow on me, but it's still fresh. Uh, but I did snap a 735, uh, hook it up to a fish on a frog down in Otai. Uh, that thing was, I don't know, it, it was a big fish, but. I mean, we all have that fishing story. We could just say that it's it's so big, but I snapped it six islets down, and it was less than a month old. So um, the Dobbins took care of me. They replaced it for free, gave me a shipping label to ship it back, shipped one back to me. So I'll always support that company. It's a great company. They take care oh, of yeah. me really well. I've been, uh, been privileged to be part of their team for a little over a year now. Um, but I've used their rods forever. The Fury 735 is still my absolute favorite frogging rod. Uh, I've only broke one of their rods. I know a lot. I broke two back to back, and we figured it out, um, or we think we did. I bought a couple of them from Robin, uh, from Robin, from uh, Academy, and two of the three rods I bought at one time both broke in the exact same place. I think they would have been like dinged or nicked or something like that. Because, uh, I mean, they broke almost identical, you know, like three quarters of an inch above like the fourth eye and just on a hook set, like you said. Yep. Other than that, I have 
I love them. I, I have an array of the their rods, the Sierras. Uh, if you can still get them, the Sierra series are fantastic. It's basically the Fury series with a lighter blank. Um, you should take some of those winnings, though. If you like a spinning rod, you need to check out the um, the Champion HPs. They are oh, yeah. really extreme my HPs. Clint, my buddy Clint throws those. Uh, he's he's the one that got me onto Dobbins. He was like, "Dude, you need to check these out. Like, try them out." You know, and that's that he throws a lot of those. He throws a lot of the big swim baits. So he's got the 795. He's got, you know, all that stuff. He's got so many rods by them, but he's he's big into it. And he's told me about those and showed me. I just, you know, I'm, I'm taking some of the winnings. You know, I won biggest bass and also first place. So yeah, I walked away with eleven thirty dollars you know, no big deal, you know, Um <laughs> Not, not what Shane walked away with the last one, but you know we'll get him there, and he'll yeah. he'll end up taking the next one. Watch, um, but yeah, it's it's a good time, man. I, I I love those rods. I'll continue to use them for the rest of my life, probably as long as they stay around. Oh man, I don't think they're going anywhere. No. They uh, I got the chance to go to their little uh, I don't want to say factory, but their shop in Texas. And it's awesome. Like they got all sorts yeah. of cool stuff and um, they keep, we got some new stuff coming out. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about yet, but uh, they're expanding their market a little bit. So it's about to get really cool in the Dobbins world. But uh, yeah, anybody else said it? I think that's it, man. Well, heck yeah. Well guys, I appreciate you coming on. Um, y'all are more than welcome to stay and hang out. I got some tournaments to go over. That happened last weekend, but uh, well, I appreciate both of y'all coming on. Um, I know I'm glad the timing worked out. I know y'all are a couple hours behind me, so hopefully I'm not keeping y'all away from the family too much. But you know, good luck to you. I'm sure we'll see you on again. I guarantee you I'll see these names. I'm gonna start paying a little more attention to it. Get Shane to keep me up to date with the Cali guys. Thanks for All having me, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. All right, so. Let's get into some results, guys. So what we just covered, the SoCal Kayak Anglers, uh, we went over that. Justin was first with 96 and a quarter. Second was Brian uh, Lepke with 91 and a half. Third place was Chris Harris with 89 and a half. And our man Shane was right behind them in fourth. Um, another tournament uh, in Cali, the Yakabass on Lake Berryessa. Had 100 anglers with a five-fish limit. Tasmua first place, 85 and a quarter. You see that name a lot out there, man. Uh, second place, ooh, I'm going to ruin this one. Dago Kobayashi with 84 and a half. Third place, everybody's favorite YouTube angler, Greg Blanchard with 83. I'm glad to see his name up there some more, man. It, it felt like he went quiet for a little while. I didn't get, we weren't, we weren't hearing about our man. Mm-hmm. Um, Next up, we had the two, the Bassmaster Kayak Series on Grand Lake uh, in Oklahoma. 63 anglers, five fish limit. Our first place, uh, our our first place, first place to our main man, Drew Gregory with 91 and a half. Finally got him a big win out there on the Bassmaster Circuit. Second place, Daniel uh, Matthew with 83 and a quarter. And third place, Mr. Possum Kingdom, Mark Pendergraph with 82. The Slay Nation Texas Kayak Series were on Lake Fork, my favorite lake. 27 anglers, first place, Corey Geisendorf with 101 and three quarters. Boy, Texas just puts up the big ones this time of year. 
Uh, second place, John Chapman with 95 and three quarters. Third place, Tony Hendershot with 93 and three quarters. He had a big old 23 and a quarter to anchor it. So I spent I spent a week at Lake Fork with my dad and stuff and got skunked. At wow. Lake Fork. Yeah. We went last like year years. and it I was 11 or 12. So I, I, we went last year and it was tough um, for some of us because I went out there really wanting me and the guy that I went with. We were out there for the Bassmaster event. We really just wanted to catch him shallow on beds. So that was like the whole goal, which was the stupidest thing we could have been doing. A lot of guys were, I think all the winners were catching them like pre-spawners off points and stuff. But uh, one great thing about Lake Fork is like, I didn't catch a fish under like three pounds. Jeez. It's like, didn't catch a lot of fish, but you would catch like a 16 and it would be giant. Like, just like, just big old sloppy fish. Basically Hodges for us. Yeah. And that you said that's your next event? No, our next one's San Vicente. Ah, I gotcha. But the my hundred plus should be I I, I want to keep it at Hodges. It's it's gonna end up being Hodges probably if anything. If I can get a hundred plus. Well heck yeah. Uh next up we had the kayak anglers of Missouri's first trail stop on Stockton Lake, twenty five anglers. Uh I just Went over that one, I think. Yeah, I did. I'm stupid. Um, Let's see. No, here we go. I got them all crossed up. Stockton Lake, 25 anglers. First place, uh, Nahum King, 78 inches. Second place, Joe Bailey with 78 inches. Third place, Steve Lehman with 77 and three quarter. Uh, coming up next, South, no, Southern West Virginia kayak anglers, 33 anglers. Uh, it was a statewide online. First place was 90 inches. Uh, Jason Stouffer, second place, Scott Birchfield, 77 and a half. Third place, Mark Huffman with 76 and three quarters. Uh, the TVKA Tennessee Valley Kayak Anglers were on Lake Chickamauga, 26 anglers. Uh, they do a three fish limit. First place, Joseph Kurt, 56 and a half. Second place, Stephen Guthrie with 52 and three quarters. And third place, Ryan Lunch Money Lambert, old KBN guy, 52 and a quarter for third. Uh, kayak bass fishing Tennessee KBFTN for all my local folks. We're on Old Hickory, forty-five anglers, five fish limit. The hammer himself, Josh Sharp, eighty-nine and a half. My teammate, my man Derek Bostick, second place with eighty-eight inches. And another another friend I've got to fish with actually out in Texas of all places was uh, third place Bit Bit Burge with eighty-five inches. Um, this next one was a combined event with three clubs from Tennessee. Uh, NTKA, TCKA, and the uh, apparently I cut off that word, but there were three clubs in this one out on Lake Cherokee. Fifty-nine anglers. First place, Joby Berry with ninety-one and three quarters. Second place, Brandon Tomlinson with ninety and a quarter. And third place, I think this is the first time I've had this name on here is Alex Rudd with eighty-seven and a quarter. And for anybody that doesn't know him, check out his YouTube. Yes. He is a fantastic YouTuber. I love his podcast too, man. It's really good. I'm going to try to get him on um, for the next show. Uh, I really wanted to hit the Cali stuff tonight, but I'm going to reach out to him. We've talked before because when he first started dabbling with kayak fishing, I shot him a message and was like, he was fishing kind of around where my house is. And I was like, dude, if you ever want some help with the kayak thing, you know, feel free to reach out. And we talked for a little bit. So I'm going to see if I can get him to hop on. I want to talk about his progression through it because he, you know, he does, he does both real heavy. Yeah, him and Benjamin are awesome, man. Yeah. 
next up, the bluegrass kayak anglers were in Green River Lake. Green River Lake. 64 anglers. First place, Tyler Casey with 87 and three quarters. Second place, Jay Wallen, 84 and three quarters. You always hear his name up on top. Third place, Zach Bishop with 68. There were only two limits in that whole tournament, and that was first and second place. Ooh. Oh. 64 anglers and two limits. Jesus. Uh, Bass Cat and Leesville Lake, uh, 29 anglers. First place was Jacob Stevens, 77 three quarter. Second place, uh, Jorge Gonzalez was 76 and three quarters. Third place, Brandon Overstreet was 75 and three quarters. The Queen City kayak bass fishing guys were on the event number three, Yadkin Yolo. It's the Yadkin chain of lakes, 116 anglers because Queen City does it big. And first place, Matt Hodge was 76 and a half. And for anybody that doesn't know, Queen City does a four fish limit. They're like the only club doing that. And it's really cool. It's just like a mix up in the numbers. Uh, second place, Chad Walden was 75 and a half. Third place, Nick Huddleston was 75. Uh, the first eight kayak anglers uh, were on a bunch of ponds, according to this, out in Delaware, which I don't know anything about bass fishing in Delaware, so that might be the deal. Uh, 27 anglers, three fish limit. First place, Zach Bunner, 55 and three quarters. Second place, Arthur Cox, 52 and three quarters. Third place, Isaac Pauley with 51. And last but not least, the Socks and Cookies Kicking Bass for Troops tournament. 50 anglers, five fish limit. First place, Chris Capono with 88 and a half. Second place, Corey Hopper with 88 and a quarter. Third place, Stephen Bell with 85 and a quarter. And Russ Kennedy, who came in sixth, caught a monster 23 and three quarter. And uh, what this organization does, as you heard, it's for the troops. They provide uh, care packages for uh, deployed uh, troops and units. So pretty awesome. Well... That's the show for the night, guys. We appreciate each and every one of you that listen. Be sure to check out these guys' Instagrams. Uh, give them a follow. Give them a like. If there's anybody listening in the sponsor world, you might want to check out these boys. they got their graphs going. They're using the Dobbins rods. At least one of them is. We'll have to get Shane on some Dobbins rods, man. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, give them a follow. Give give Paddle and Finn a like. Share it with your friends. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, check us out on Instagram. We're all over the place. We will see you next time. Hopefully we will. Um, if we don't do uh, a local show, we'll do the Hobie coverage next week. Hopefully our boy Dan comes back with the win. Uh, I think he's due a big finish in a national event. So good luck to him. Um, appreciate you guys again, and we will see everybody next week. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. 
your Midwest premier paddle sports destination, go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.